0: It's time for the Creative Real Estate Podcast, your source for out-of-the-box real estate investing strategies brought to you by Ecospace.com. Now, here's your hosts, Adam and Jason.
1: Welcome back to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Adam AAA Adams, and today I am joined with Debbie Camacho-Franco, who is from Dallas, but today we are actually recording while she's in Colombia. How's Colombia today?
0: Oh, it's amazing! It's gorgeous. You know, I don't know if you can really tell, but uh, it, it's phenomenal. So you may hear a rooster in the background here in a minute.
1: <laughs> I love it! I love it. So, to the listener, there's a couple of things that um, you're going to notice from today's episode. You probably don't usually listen to episodes like this because we're really going to talk about this this phrase, self care. And so, Debbie and I were chatting as we were getting into the podcast. So, we had a little pre-interview and I was saying, well, why are you in Colombia? And she started talking about the reasons behind it. And it's very, very important for us who are entrepreneurs, who are trying to work on ourselves and trying to get to the next level and trying to chase shiny objects, to hear this message that we're going to be sharing with today. She does have and own or she's a partner in uh, 295 beds so that's about 75 units it's a student housing out in Iowa that she was able to accomplish with some other partners and she's still in corporate America literally today so if you want to hear from a woman who's in corporate America right now today who just closed on 295 beds in in Iowa she doesn't even live in Iowa and you know what else she said at the beginning of as we were talking that she was trying to be passive, right? She was like, Oh, I want to be passive. So she bought some single family rentals. And those rentals are what led her to being like, I don't want to do this. I want to do multifamily. So we're going to learn a lot from her. She's been in real estate for the last year and a half. So again, welcome to the show, Debbie. How are you today?
0: I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much, Adam. I really appreciate you having me on. Thank you very much. You're you're phenomenal, by the way. Ever since I got in, I got decided to get into multifamily industry. Uh, you've been one of the big names in our industry, so and you're just phenomenal. So I'm very honored to be here.
1: I'm honored to have you, and thanks for saying such nice stuff to me. It does make my heart feel good. I appreciate it. Let's talk a little bit about your history. I missed some. I said you've been in multifamily for you've been in real estate for a year and a half. You just closed on 295 doors in Iowa talked about how you're still in corporate America but what did I miss
0: oh gosh let's see so you know that basically sums it up in terms of uh, multifamily I know we only have a limited time and I definitely want to be able to have a lot of value to, to the listeners uh, but pretty much you did fantastic that's uh, that's pretty much it I mean uh, as far as my extracurricular activities also I guess if anyone's in Dallas I love to go shooting So uh, cool. so that's pretty much it so <laughs> of, cool Oh, that,
1: that's- well, I will be in Dallas by the time people hear this, it's going to be way past. So let me, let me go into the real reason why we have you on this podcast is because we don't usually hear about self-care. We don't usually talk about this. Everybody is talking about the success and chasing the shiny object. So I know you're, you have like a little retreat, right? That you, you left DFW to hang out with your mom in Columbia for like, is it a month or two months, something like that?
0: Yeah, close to, yeah, it's a little over a month.
1: Okay. So, well, tell, tell us a little bit more about what you mean by self-care and how can that help the listener to be able to better and improve themselves in this business?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, and, and you know, first of all, I'm definitely by no means no expert, right? So I'm starting to practice this, this self-care path and, or, or what I would like to call is that I know, you know, you always talk about recommendation of books and, And that's my book that I would recommend. It's, it's called Essentialism, the disciplined pursuit of less. And essentially uh, now I, the reason I decided to go onto this path is because I was in that, you know, trajectory of, you know, that I, I got my first family deal within the first 12 months I got in the industry was networking and, you know, I'm always networking like a pro. Right. And, um, and, and, you know, you get carried away by all the motions and, and all the things and the shiny objects, right? And very, very uh, oftentimes, we take our health for granted. And, and quite frankly, that's something that I've, I've always done in, in, my, in my life. And now when, you say,
1: when you say it's something I've always done, I want to clarify. It sounds like you're saying you've always taken your health for granted, but I doubt Absolutely. that's what you mean. You've always taken no, actually, it for granted. No. Yes. Okay, okay, okay.
0: Yes. So I've definitely taken my health for granted in terms of I've always worked, you know, I'm still in work for America. I, I absolutely love what I do. I'm in the cybersecurity space and, and I'm a geek of heart. So, and, and then very little time for, for self care, which a lot of people are like, i always asking, well, what does that mean? And, you know, what that means is basically taking time for yourself and not just working out uh, and not just eating healthy but also doing things that you that you enjoy doing and, and, and disconnecting from quite frankly from, from your phone and social media and whatever else that there may be that's that's causing you not to have clarity in, in in what you want to focus on. So basically the book that I mentioned was Essentialism. This is actually was provided or was recommended by a couple of my mentors and coaches, Brian, uh, Patrick Murphy, and, and Michael Littig, uh, who are phenomenal people. Um, they're part of the Zuckerberg Institute. And you know they were able to see my blind spot. And because I'm, I'm not only just involved in, in what I do day to day in corporate America, but also obviously multifamily. And, and then also I have a passion for industrial hemp, which is the new horizontal when we're talking business, you know, people talk about being vertically integrated or horizontally integrated. So industrial hemp is the new the new horizontal, as I like to say, and and definitely it's going to be huge. By the way, in the uh, real estate in the construction industry. So that's been another passion of mine that I started focusing on this year. And so with all that going on, you know, th- these mentors of mine, you know, realized that hey Deb, you got to read this book, and and it quite frankly changed my life. So which is why I'm here. And and I think with that comes a lot or a lot of the things that comes with it is you have to say no a lot to, to a lot of things. So and that's something that I started working on. And, you know, as, as you know, we have a lot of networking events that we go to, fly everywhere. And, and, and while those are great, again, it, you do it at the expense of your health. And so I've been doing that. And it's very difficult because you always want to please people, you know, whether you're doing, you know, a speaking event and, you know, whatever the case may be, you never want to disappoint people. But oftentimes you, you, you have to be, as Randy Zuckerberg, as she says, you have to be ruthless when it comes to prioritizing your time and and you know so that's where where i'm at i guess and i said a lot so
1: yeah well let me ask you a couple follow-up questions then right now the the book essentialism is something that i've been wanting to read for a long time and a big part of that is what you just mentioned a moment ago where you said you need to say no so the first question that i have really is because i struggle myself i like to please everybody i like to be there for people I like, I have a natural tendency to spread myself a lot of very, very thin. And I believe that most of the listeners of this show do resonate with that. Most of the people out there are uh, the same way. They, they, they say yes to everything. They go to all of the, the events actually have one coaching client. He or she has like four different mentors. They, they fly all over the country to learn about different things they spend a lot of time on self improvement and a lot less time on on being in the business and focusing on some of those things and that's distracted them a few times and and I'm the same way I'm I'm in this mastermind over here I'm in this mastermind over here I've hired this coach over here I've hired that coach over there and and I speak a few places around the country, right? And so this year, I've noticed that I get stressed out. Just to be honest, I'm, I feel, I love it. That's the truth. I do love it. But I, at the same time of loving it, I have my kids, right? I've got two young boys and, and I need to be a dad and all this kind of stuff, right? So I need to know, and a lot of the listeners need to know how in the world do you say no what is going on through your mind to be able to be better at that
0: gosh yeah no that's absolutely everything that you're saying it definitely resonates with me and what i've lived through in the last uh you know a couple of months really and and you know another thing to your point about what you just said is you know you yes you, could, you know you could buy basically maybe maybe make more money in another space whatever the case might be you know that's another thing that randy Zuckerberg. i've learned a lot from her and, and you know the, the institute that she's she's got with, with the coaches i just mentioned earlier you know, she always says that if you say yes to everything, you're valuing yourself at zero dollars. So that, you know, I've been taking basically to ask your question in terms of how do you say no? You know, what I started doing first and foremost is getting guidance from the, uh, the couple coaches that I mentioned earlier, Michael Littig and Brian Patrick Murphy, who are from the Zuckerberg Institute, uh, Randy Zuckerberg's organization. They're also the co-founders. But so number one, that's been the, the first thing. Is getting guidance from them on how to structure the conversations when you're doing a complex business deal or whatever the case might be, or something maybe that you're already committed to. uh, Whether maybe you and I decide to do a TV show, and then you know I have to tell you no, I can continue to do it because I'm stretched out too thin. So with things like that, and then the second thing is to remind myself of uh, what Randy Zuckerberg says: is when you say yes to to everything, you're valuing yourself at zero dollars, and and that has resonated a lot with me. And the third thing that I've done is, you know, when I tell people is tell, I I tell them that, Hey, you know, hopefully, you know, how much, I appreciate you. I much, you know, whatever the case might be, whatever relationship you you both have, and then being honest with them about why you're saying no. And, and I think that when you lead conversations with honesty and, and with vulnerability, that's when you get the most out of people. And that's something that I've been learning from these people so much is lead with vulnerability, lead with honesty. And I tell them and I say, hey, listen, right now, you know, for instance, with the hemp industry, right? So I'm very passionate about this, but I've realized that, you know, I can't be in different places at the same time and build five different businesses worth 20, $30 million each. And and I've shifted my mindset into, hey, it's not like I'm not going to be involved in this industry, but I, it's going to be in a different capacity. So, and that's why I'm in this retreat, right? In this hiatus or sabbatical, whatever you want to call it, is because it's helping me get clarity on how I can still do the things that I'm passionate for, but in a different capacity to where it's not going to be at the expense of my health or being able to spend time with my family or being able to to grow my business, whatever that may be. So again, I think that's the, that's the piece is be honest with people, tell them why you're saying no. And, and then, you know, that's basically it. And then say, Hey, but maybe in the future, let's keep the lines of communication open. Maybe there will be an opportunity for us to do something together. And, and then that's what I've done. And, and it's been very difficult to say no, because like you're saying, you have that FOMO, right? Fear of missing out. And And, you know, but there's always going to be opportunities that come across your way. There's always going to be plenty of them. So um, it's just reminding yourself that your health is number one. And because without your health, you can't give to your family. You can't give to, you know, everyone else that you love to give to. So, yeah, that's a little bit on how I've been doing it.
1: Wow. Love it. So I have another question for you, a little off topic from, from like, apartment investing and a little off topic from specific to be like uh, self-care, but because it's your strength and it might be able to somehow help some of us, entrepreneurs that are that really want to protect ourselves. is there any risks that I need to worry about for cybersecurity? Oh,
0: absolutely. Everyone needs to worry about that. And especially in our industry, uh, when we're raising capital, and we're taking money from people and, and it's in the millions. Uh, we absolutely need to care about cybersecurity, uh, not just self-care, but also cybersecurity. And um, I, I love to talk to entrepreneurs and business owners and how they can strengthen strengthen their security posture and uh, and risk posture as well. And, and, and with that, let me just give you a quick very, very scary thing. More than 50% of cyber attacks are are targeted towards small to medium business owners, SMBs. And and out of that, uh, within six months, small business owners end up closing their doors because they're unable to sustain normal operations due to a cyber attack because it costs them obviously a lot of money for each record that they lose or that they get or that it's compromised. And, and then secondly, it's also a reputational, you know, loss that you have. So I've actually heard of uh, syndicators that their accounts got hacked and they had no idea what to do with it. And then the passive investors were, you know, just worrying about what's gonna happen now. And, and basically there was no documentation in place on what to do when you're breached, because it's not about if, it's about when you're breached. So I always tell people, make sure that when you work in your processes, that you include a cybersecurity or information security approach on in, within your, your day-to-day uh, operations. And, and it starts with training your, your employees. The so number one thing I would say is phishing is the number one cause, and really human error is the number one cause for data breaches. So train your people. Make sure they're not clicking on random links when they get them through email, opening up attachments, but also make sure that when you're sharing information, Don't just email it over. Don't email account information over email. If you do encrypt it, if you're saving very important files, um, Dropbox or Google Drive, make sure that they're encrypted as well. I know it sounds like a hassle, but once you get it in your day-to-day and you embed it in, you're going to save yourself uh,
1: a lot of money. That actually is super fascinating. Thank you for going into that. Number one, I had no idea that half of the attacks were on small to medium-sized businesses. I, I would have never thought that. Mm-hmm. just that, That's mind-boggling. I would have thought maybe 5%, 10% max. Mm-hmm. But you're saying half of them are the big businesses and half of them are the small to medium businesses. That's crazy. Absolutely.
0: And that is, uh, real quick, Adam, the reason for that is because these um, bad actors are getting so incredibly smart, not just obviously from a technology perspective, but industry-wise, so they're actually starting to understand our lingo, our, the language, the terminology that we use. And, and then they actually know that as a small business owners, we may not have, you know, the financial means to, to have processes in place and, and systems really in place as well to do that. So and, and they know that's why they're starting to to attack uh, people like us more than big corporations because while they um, they attack big corporations, they know that they may not be as successful. But even then, they're still very successful, right? So look what happened at Ex- um, Expedia, or not Expedia, um, Experian and, uh, uh, you know, just Sony and all these different, you know, big corporations.
1: Thank you for going into that. I am going to wrap it up. I think it's about that time where we can wrap up today's conversation, but I'd love to have you back on the show if you'd be open to it as you complete your journey through self-care, through, it sounds like you have another property that you are probably going to be closing on here pretty soon as well. Really happy about that. I have more questions about cybersecurity myself. And if the listener does, would you be a good person for us to send an email to, to kind of pick your brain or not? Absolutely. Okay. Oh, yeah, absolutely. What is the and best way for us to find your company or to reach out and get a hold of you? Yeah,
0: sure. So my company, it's uh, for multifamily, it's uh, Franco Acquisitions. So it's francoacquisitions.com. You can also email me directly at debbie at francoacquisitions.com. And, um, or feel free to, uh, you want to give my phone number? I can do that too. <laughs>
1: you can if you, you can if you want, but be careful, you might get a lot of calls.
0: Yeah. Let's, uh, you know, let's stick with the with the email then.
1: Okay. Yeah. You know, it's funny. A long, long, long time ago, I don't remember who the famous ish person was, but it was, it was, it might've been like uh, Joe Fairless or something. He was recorded. Somebody was recorded on a podcast, like around five years ago, six years ago. And he, he still gets calls on his cell phone. Like right now he's still getting calls on his cell phone. So I usually encourage uh, us not to put the cell phone, but they can start, maybe email you. It's D-E-B-B-I-E at Franco Acquisitions. That's plural, dot com. They'll be able to reach out to you, find you, learn more about you at FrancoAcquisitions.com. So I think that's absolutely sufficient if we wanted to reach out to you, invest passively in your deals because we know that you're gonna be absolutely careful about our information I don't know anybody, any other syndicators that are going to be as careful as you. So, if we want to make sure that our information is protected, we might be able to invest passively with you. So, I'm a passive investor in over a thousand doors. If you want to reach out to me, help me get on your passive investor list, I would be happy to do it. And I encourage the listener to reach out to you if they are a sponsor for the deals and wanting to know how to be more safe with all of that Information: how to encrypt, how to how to hide this information, how to not send it, what uh, links they should not be clicking on, things like that, I encourage them to reach out to you directly at debbie at francoacquisitions.com. I'm gonna let you go, but until next time, my friend, think outside the box